Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host, and we have a great episode for you guys this week. You sent in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com, and I want to chit chat with my girlies about some other things. I can't go freaking anywhere without meeting a gosh darn secret keeper, you guys. I met three of you over the damn weekend, two of you at... uh emo night. I went to freaking emo night. Here's the, here, here's how my weekend went Friday. I pulled my freaking neck out. Okay. Then Saturday I went to emo night and today is Sunday. I'm recording this on Sunday, which for some reason, you guys, something's been going on with iTunes. And I know that these episodes haven't been posting on Mondays on iTunes all the time. So if that happens, just know that because it seems like every week I get a bunch of messages being like, you forgot to upload the podcast. I'm like, girl, you never have, never will. Never have, never will. You know, that's not your girl. So anywho, pull my freaking neck out Friday night, Saturday, I go headbanging to emo night club, uh, club party, which by the way, started at midnight and nothing will ever make you feel older than going, oh my God, that's late. No, I haven't done that since I was in my early twenties. So It was so much fun, you guys. Like, I was living out a teenage dream last night. Shout out to Alicia, too. She's a trooper. She stayed out with me until 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, But we had so much fun. What were they playing? They were playing Blink-182. They were playing Taking Back Sunday, Fall Out Boy, Paramore. Um, The list is endless, you guys. They played about 30 seconds of an Olivia Rodrigo song, which I wish he would have played more of that. But I understand because she's not necessarily emo now, is she? She's like a pop. She's like a pop princess. But anywho, had so much fun. Um, Oh, something really exciting. If you haven't seen it on my Instagram, a very nice Patreon listener had sent me an email this past week of and in the email was a photo of my little face on the side of a freaking bus. And guess where she lives? In London. Which for those of you that don't know, that's in England, baby. So we're all over the gosh darn place. Um, that was really, really cool. That was like, wow. I've, I've seen some stuff because of this DKNY ad that I did. I've seen some stuff in New York, uh, but I didn't know it was, you guys, I didn't even know how, how, it was like an actual big deal. I thought, oh, it's going to be on their Instagram, whatever. I'm not a freaking model. But here, look at me. I am a model now, and it's about time all you started treating me like it, huh? If you guys don't start treating me like I'm <laughs> five foot 11, I'm really going to be upset. But anywho, very exciting news. Speaking of England, you already know what I'm going to say. Bridgerton is back. Thank God. What was I doing without it? I'm making it a point to not binge the shit out of it because I watched one episode yesterday and I said, you know what? I got, I got to do a little by little because then what's going to happen is I'm going to watch all of Bridgerton in like one sitting and then I'm not going to be able, and then I'm going to be so upset when it's over and I'm not going to be able to watch it again for like another year or so whenever they come out with a new season. But I did watch the first episode. Our baby boy's not in it as of yet. Um, which I heard that he wasn't signed on for the second season, you know, the, the Duke or whatever. He was so hot. What a shame. Where is he? Let's get him in here. But, uh, 
Yeah. So that's really exciting too. But anywho, let's get to these questions. You guys sent a bunch of questions in and I have them all, I have them all pulled up. Sorry, you guys, I'm feeling a little bit under the weather. I think I have seasonal allergies and you know, it was like the first week of spring. So I got a little, I got a little stuffy nose. Okay. So this says men are embarrassing personal question and an FMK. Hi girly. Love you. Love the cats. Love the pod. My sister and I have been obsessed with you since the girl code days. And we found out you were doing a pod way back. We lost our marbles, been listening nonstop. And at the bar last night, I realized I said, are you kidding me 30 times? And that's crazy. I wanted to share with you the most cringe date I was ever on that taught me a no-go when it comes to guys, which is being clumsy background. I had noticed very early uh, that basically anytime he and I had walked anywhere, he would be constantly tripping over his own feet. Oh God, how freaking embarrassing (laughs) and would play it off. And he was, and I was like, um, stop doing that. But also not a huge deal. It happens. Hear me out. So I was in high school. This guy was older and very hot in Portuguese. He always came up with cute date ideas. So one time he suggested that we go to this inflatable water park where you jump in this giant inflatable things and like launch people off into the water and whatever. Oh, that sounds a lot of fun. Sounded fun. So I was down. So we're at this water park having a fun time. And for some reason he climbs up on one of the inflatable things that you jump off of trying to be so cool and so fun. And tell me how this motherfucker literally effing stumbled over his own feet, fell in between. No, the two inflatables that are connected by ropes got fully caught in the ropes and had to be dislodged from the ropes by a massive team of lifeguards, not in any way life-threatening, but he was not in danger at all. But everyone there at the average age of six was dying laughing. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, great. Now I have to drown myself. (laughs) Literally, I couldn't look at him the same after. And we, and I broke up with him because I'm such a bad person, but I was also 17, but I was just like, what if we're in an emergency and this idiot trips and then I die? LOL. I wanted to share that because it still makes me laugh. One thing is for certain. I have never seen a garbage man trip over anything. So you might be onto something. Yes, that's very true. I, uh, just to add on to, to what you said, I, I was talking to my friend the other day and I said, I want a guy that's like physically in pain all the time, but he never talks about it. (laughs) Do you, (laughs) do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like a guy who like slipped a disc on the job eight years ago and he never complains about it. But every time he stands up, he just like makes a loud noise, you know, but he's not whining. That's what I need. Uh, Okay. And then the rest of this email says, also personal question. I broke up with a guy two months ago who I was with for one and a half years, and I've been doing a really good job of getting my life together and improving myself. He kind of took me for granted and just like moved into my place early in parentheses was living with grandmother. Uh, he didn't pay rent. He didn't have a job for the majority of our relationship. Didn't want to be a provider. Didn't have his own car basically was only friends with girls. And he was attractive enough that I shamefully got caught up. I'm also 30 and he's older than me. So none of that was okay, but I have forgiven myself. LOL. However, I'm now free and almost back to feeling like a hot, bad bitch. I want to find someone to be with, but I'm terrified of going back into the dating app world because of the pool of men in my city is honestly gross. And all of the people I know already suck. (laughs) 
Uh, can you give me the courage to take the plunge or any suggestions? Oh, and then she gives a very funny fuck, Mary kill. So girl, let me tell you something. It's hard out here to try and find someone. I, I don't know how people do it. There are all these like cute stories, you know, but I really do think if you're just trying to get back out there and you're not looking for anything too serious, but just kind of want to test the dating pool a little bit, I don't see the harm in doing online dating. I think that it makes the, the convenience of it is very compelling, right? You can meet someone on your phone. You don't have to go crazy. And then you meet up and you see how you feel about each other. I personally don't want to go that route because I just feel like, I don't know. I want you, I want to like see you and know you and listen, I've done it all before. Um, but I want to see you in person first. I don't know why, but it's, it's so weird how personalities don't match up with, um, the way people seem if you, if you meet them online or if you get set up with them and then you're like texting back and forth, I would love to be set up. That's actually the ideal situation. So ask around your, to your friends. Do you know anybody that's single that would want to go out with me? That's what I do. And they all go, no, I don't. That's what everybody freaking says. I even asked my brother, I said, there's no one in the whole union in the construction union. He goes, no, I really don't think so. In the whole fucking construction union, there's no one. He's like, no, I'm sorry. I don't think, I don't think there is. Do any of you have a hot brother or something? Jesus Christ. But anywho, best of luck to you. I think that um, dating will help your, uh, you know, getting back out there does help your, help your self-esteem a little bit. Puts a little pep in your step, you know? Even if you're not too into the guy, which this sounds really mean, but even if you end up meeting up and you're not really that into that person, you still kind of have this like confident air about you afterwards being like, oh, this person's interested in me. Like, cause I'm the number one cutie. Did I tell you guys, I, um, I told you a few weeks ago that I had met a guy at a bar and we went out on a date and the, I don't think I followed up. So the date was really, really great. And then I didn't hear from him forever. And then I heard from him, you guys, the other day, he texted me and said, Hey, I just want to let you know that I was, I am, how did he word it? Cause I didn't even respond to him. He said, I've been in, um, I've been seeing someone I've, he didn't call it a relationship. I'm trying to figure out how he worded it, but he pretty much said, I've been seeing someone for a couple months and I felt really guilty that we went out. I'm like, I didn't ask you out we were talking at a bar and you asked me for my freaking phone number and then asked me to go out on a date with you. What was the whole point of that? And by the way, didn't stop the guy from, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Nothing happened, but that was because I was like, I love this guy. I'm going to marry this guy. I can't sleep with him right away. (laughs) Cut to me not hearing from him for three weeks. So You know, I tell these stories just so you guys know that this happens. It happens to the best of us, girl. If it doesn't work out with someone, don't take it personal because it's a damn sin out here. But, um, okay. So this one says scatterbrain. 
Hi, Carly and the gang. First things first, I'm sitting here watching Bad Vegan, absolutely fuming. How are you a Wharton grad and getting scammed like this? And their poor dog being exposed to a sociopath for all those years. I'm on the third episode and I can barely watch it. It's making me so mad. Why are men, but also why are gullible women? See, I had mentioned uh, to you guys last week that another documentary about people being scammed and people scamming really um, is called Bad Vegan. And if you didn't get a chance to watch it, I really don't like giving things away, but I would love to have a kind of discussion about this show because of this docuseries, because I don't think she was innocent. I don't really trust documentaries that show it in just from one person's perspective. I'm like, no, 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 no. There's no way that you ethically thought that this was okay because she did. uh, She did get scammed, but she knew what the hell was going on. And this is a classic case of, I probably said this before, but this is a classic case of when the scammer gets scammed. Cause she thought she was pulling the wool over her damn employees eyes. Turns out she's a schmuck out of $1.7 million. Cause her degenerate boyfriend has a, has a gambling problem, moved them into a little shanty motel in Las Vegas or some shit, you know? So I don't know how gullible she was. I actually think she was a very smart woman. And I think her business uh, ventures proved that to be true. So, Okay. Then she says, I watched your Instagram story earlier and I was cackling at your tinfoil vanity mirror. (laughs) The reason why Stanley is so insane is because he's from Delco. Shout out to Providence Animal Shelter. (laughs) What's Delco? Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, Stanley is a psycho. For those of you that didn't see it, I wrapped my vanity in tinfoil because Stanley keeps scratching my mirror on it. And it's like a vintage vanity from the 1920s. I don't want him to screw it up. Like he screws up everything in my fucking house. So. (laughs) the other day I was having like a paranoid episode and I thought Robert ran out of the house when I went to go take the garbage out. So I started crying and I, and I, uh, (laughs) I, uh, my neighbor was coming in. So I grabbed her and I'm like, you have to help me. I can't find Robert. And she's running around, you know, we're like looking all over my apartment, tearing my apartment up to try and find him. And, uh, (laughs) I, When she left, I realized, oh, shit, she saw my vanity covered in tinfoil. She probably thinks I'm a fucking psycho. I was like, oh, my God, she probably really thinks that, like, I'm a person that, like, aliens talk to them. You know, she thinks I'm Paul Abdul. But, God, that just cracked me up. Okay. So she says, I wanted to write in last week to give you drink suggestions, but I'm glad I waited so that I could tell you to always go back and get your card that you left at the bar. That's how I met my husband. I was day drinking when he came in to get his, uh, we started talking and him and his friends ended up staying and hanging out with me and my friend group. So you never know. Oh, cute. I like that. Uh, not liking martinis is totally relatable. I, I forced myself to like extra dirty martinis. So I wouldn't have to mix liquors if I went out to dinner, then out to a bar because my go-to bar drink is a vodka club. Espresso martinis are worth the exposure they're getting, but if caffeine affects you, I would suggest a gin-based drink called long drinks. If you haven't heard or tried them, um, much better than spike seltzers and their sugar, they have sugar-free cans. Sorry, this was a long email about nothing in particular, but I love you. And I love the pod. I'm currently living in Japan. Oh my God. You guys are so freaking interesting. That's crazy. What are you doing in Japan, girl? Um, 
okay, I'm going to try that out. I have tried an espresso martini, but to me, an espresso martini is just, it's like Red Bull vodka vibes for me. It's like, why is this slowing me down, but also making me feel like I'm on crack? I don't like when something's speeding me up and slowing me down at the same time. Isn't that a freaking heart problem? You know, isn't that a dangerous for your heart? But I will be trying um, the gin drink you said, because I love a spiked seltzer. Not the super strong ones, the ones that just taste like regular seltzer. I'm, I'm a baby when it comes to alcohol. Okay, so this one says friends. Uh, hey, Carly and the kitties. I've recently began talking with my boyfriend of three years about making plans to get married and slash engaged soon, uh, which I feel is really big and important news for me. Oh, well, congratulations, girl. However, my friends don't like him at all. It's mainly due to me venting about him. And I guess I've created this image in their heads that he's this terrible guy when in that isn't the case at all. I feel terrible and I wish I could take it all back, but unfortunately I cannot do that. I do see how it's easy to have negative feelings for someone you've only ever heard about when someone was needing to get stuff off their chest. Because of this, when I've mentioned the soon-to-be engagement, a couple of my friends recently, they have given me disgusted looks and just tell me I need to leave him. Just a little bit irrational, but whatever. I mean, we've been doing great together, but because I've complained about him a few times, they just completely write him off. I've tried telling them that he's a great guy, but they won't hear me out. They refuse to be supportive of it at all. And it makes me feel like whenever he does propose to me, I'll have no one to share this news with. I guess it's not a super important thing and I don't need approval or congrats from anyone, but it makes me feel bad that I can't share this happiness with anyone else. And I will have to pretty much keep it to myself and celebrate alone. I've 100% supported my best friend of 14 years in each engagement that she's had. She's had three, by the way. And I guess I expected the same. It's not like I'm asking her or my other friends to love him, but I've always been there for them, no matter who they choose to be with um, or what they went through with their significant others. It just hurts that it's not being reciprocated. Am I going to have to cut them off? If my boyfriend had friends who would say that about me, um, I wouldn't feel comfortable having them in our lives. I'm just unsure if this is a deal breaker. I feel like if I do keep them in my life, they will have a negative impact on my relationship. Okay. I think we've all kind of been in a similar situation like this before, right? Where, um, where, you know, you, you're venting, you're getting things off your chest with either friends or family about your significant other. And then you guys don't break up and you stay together. And then people kind of have these negative thoughts. And I've been on the other side of it where I've been the friend, you know, that somebody tells me about their boyfriend. I kind of never look at their boyfriend the same way, but I think that a good way to go about this would be number one, to talk about it with your friends. Say, I feel like you guys aren't really showing up for me right now. And I want you to be excited about this because this matters to me and it makes me happy. So I would love for your support. If not, I understand, but I don't want you involved in my wedding. If that's the case, um, do that. And also maybe try to bring him around them, set up a dinner, set up, you know, everybody going for like casual drinks to a bar or something like that. Maybe he brings his friends, you bring yours and, you know, maybe they'll warm up to him a little bit because, you know, I understand where you're coming from, but I also can see it from their perspective where they're like, I don't know what happened with you and your ex. So I can't really speak for them, but you know, maybe they don't want to see you get hurt. Maybe he's hurt you before. And they're just like, you know, however, which, whichever way they view it, she doesn't deserve that. I don't want him to upset her. She, you know, I don't want him to make her cry, blah, 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 blah. So 
I, I get it from both sides. I think you can have them spend a little bit more time together and see if they warm up to each other. But I would definitely say something to them about it too. Okay. So this one says embarrassing, sexy work story with two questions and an FMK. Okay. So this is fully loaded. Um, okay. Carly, thank you for your time and the laughs, uh, for what seems like my whole life. I'm certainly listening to both you and Jesse May on girl code when I was in my early twenties. Okay. Maybe mid twenties. <laughs> you both helped me see that it's okay to be like, nope, to people's bullshit and still be sexy and funny. Oh, well, thank you so much. Okay, now I'm on to my super embarrassing story slash questions. I turned 39 on Halloween, Scorpio. I have three wonderful, amazing kids, five, three, and two. And I've been in a loyal and happy life with my partner and the children's father since 2014. It's been a very long, a very busy seven years. Uh, We're not married. We're engaged. We do, however, own a house together and we work every day to better our family. I would never jeopardize what we have built. And I'm super attracted to my man and we still have a great sex life. Now that all of that has been said, sometimes I still miss my kid free love of my life, free single slutty former life. Usually a memory will trigger one of the toddlers will be having a total tantrum And I just daydream about day drinking and I fucking strangers until they come up and ask for my number, which was so fun. (laughs) You want to know what? I have to say something. I really appreciate the honesty in this email because you don't often hear, um, you don't often hear people saying things like that because I think that there is like such a, maybe it's like a little bit of a taboo topic to be like, you know, it's not even really saying anything bad. It just could be the reality of a situation where you're like, Hey, I had so much fun when I was single. And sometimes I reminisce and I, I look back on it fondly. Uh, but you don't really hear people talking about that much. So I do appreciate the honesty there and there's nothing wrong with that. I get it. Um, okay. So now to the embarrassing part, I work with the public. I run a store that my family owns. It was just another day. I have all the morning regulars coming in on their way to work at 5. AM grabbing coffee, breakfast, energy drinks, snacks. Now, one of the few main rules I followed even throughout my slutty stage is don't shit where you eat. So while I'm at work, I'm there to work being a woman and working with the public is constant compliments and flirts, super long, uncomfortable eye contact and questions like, Hey, are you married? Your man just lets you work here. (laughs) Yeah, he's so nice. He lets me work here. Uh, okay. Uh, are you married? Your man just lets you work here. In parentheses, so dumb. I'm just overly numb to it. I'm here to take money, people. I usually just sit and smile and continue working and pretend that I don't hear what they have to say and then just say, have a great day. On this particular day, one of the regulars came in for uh, came in and for some reason he was looking super hot. He walked in all tall and cute stopped at the entrance, said good morning with a big smile. I caught myself blushing. I said, good morning. I was thinking that's weird. Knock it off. I kept working. He shopped, grabbed what he grabs every morning, which always includes a little cup of frosted flakes. You know, the ones in a bowl that you just have to add milk. So adorable. Okay. Anyway, uh, this day he grabbed a half a gallon of orange juice. It was the kind of OJ that's in a fully plastic bottle resembling a half gallon of milk with the plastic handle. I hope I properly describe this so you can picture the bottle because it's important for the next part. Wait a minute, a handle. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. Like those Tropicana bottles that have like the spout and they have like a little handle on the side. Those are fancy. Uh, Okay. So I'm cashing 
out the customer before him when he walks up and stands in the line holding the OJ by the handle. His other arm is full of the rest of his groceries. Then it's his turn. He walks up to the counter and I say, hey, lots of stuff today, huh? Uh, He smiles and drops the groceries from his arm onto the counter and I'm helping him organize the product while chit-chatting about, you know, it being Monday or some shit. Then he goes to set down the OJ. OMFG, Carly, have you ever had something super sexual happen that wasn't sexual at all? Uh, Well, I did at that very moment. When when he went to set down the jug of juice, his big sexy up at 4 a.m. to be at work by 5.30 a.m., working man fingers were stuck. Ah, listen. (laughs) His pointer finger and his middle finger were stuck in the OJ handle. (laughs) Wait, the way that she put like two exclamation points right after that. Like, this is the most exciting thing. (laughs) Uh, As we made eye contact because we were chatting, I tried to grab the juice to help without realizing that his sexy man fingers were stuck in the big hole. (laughs) He says, "Uh uh-oh, looks at me and smirks and goes to use his other hand to take his fingers out of the handle. Girl, I got so flustered. I felt my whole face and neck get hot. I turned into a puddle. I feel like I manifest... I feel like I maintained on the outside after a small stutter and I'm sure he saw me blush. Ha ha. I finished the transaction and mumbled, have a good day because I was so distracted. Now I only save this interaction for the spank bank and have a little, (laughs) whenever I sell a jug of OJ, Uh, he still shops at the store. So I get some eye candy and I have no idea. And he has no idea of the real dirty thoughts. Oh my God. That is so funny. And then she says, have you ever had something non-sexual happen that made you blush or feel tingly? Um, I'm trying to think of like a recent thing. <laughs> you guys, I'm feral though. Like I, <laughs> I really am feral. I mean, I swear to God, I walked down the street. I'm like, you know, there's like, uh, they're digging up the street to, I don't know what it is, something electricity, maybe Verizon or Con Edison or something. They've been out in the street for a while. And I see these guys every freaking day and they have a bulldozer. They have like wires and pipes and trucks. And I'm just like, well, what the hell are you all of you guys single? So doesn't take much over here, but the orange juice story is really good. I, um, <laughs> I saw a really cute firefighter. God, firefighters, are they just the cutest? And I think I know why they're so cute because they're like, they cook and they have slumber parties. That's pretty much what, what the firefighters do when they're not actually fighting fires. They like chill. They watch TV together. They cook for each other. (laughs) It's just so fucking funny. And they sleep in like little beds. No, because it's a big slumber party at that point. But yeah, I saw one on the street and I was like, Jesus Christ, does anybody have a lighter? Um, wait, did she, did she have a fuck, Mary kill? Hold on. Let me just make sure because I don't want to skip the, I don't want to skip the fuck, Mary kills. Okay. Yeah, there is, uh, oh, there was another question in that email as well. I didn't see that part. I'm glad I went back to it. I knew I was missing something. So, okay. So the other part of the question was, is a sexual fantasy okay while in a relationship, even if the fantasy is about someone else? I think so. You know, as long as you're not acting on anything or doing anything inappropriate, like this seems unbelievably innocent and very cute. 
you know, that story, nothing happened. You didn't cross a boundary or a line. And listen, we're all human too. You know, there's going to be people that you find attractive. There's going to be people that you think are beautiful. It's just the way we're kind of wired, but it's, you know, it's about the way you handle it and the way you act on it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's actually really natural and normal. So that's that. And then we'll save the fuck, Mary kills. Oh, we're going to have some good fuck, Mary kills here, guys. So this one says, my mom slept with a guy that my sister slept with. Oh boy. Hey, angel baby, I love you and I need your help. This is going to be a long one. My mom slept with a guy that my sister had hooked up with about a year and a half ago, and it makes me so uncomfy. Backstory, my sister brought her friend, let's call him Sam, to my mom's house back in 2020. The three of them connected about spirituality, the emotion code, and really deep things. My sister and Sam ended up hooking up that night. My sister didn't feel anything for him on a romantic level, so it didn't happen again. Fast forward to this past weekend, my mom called me and told me that Sam came into her salon for the first time in a long time. They caught up and he wanted to grab lunch not on a date, but just as friends. She said he had this look in his eyes, like he was feeling her and that she felt a burning sensation in her body. I told her, uh, don't do anything shady. And the next few days she calls me and tells me that they hooked up. Number one, I have a problem with this for a few reasons. She knew she was feeling some type of way about him. And she felt like he was all about her. Why did she not call my sister first to see if that would be off limits? Uh, is it me or is it just weird to do hanky panky with somebody that your daughter has already banged? This isn't the damn graduate. Like, even if my sister had said it was okay, I still find it inappropriate. Like it's crossing a huge boundary, but more than anything, it just bothers me that she didn't talk to her first and acted on impulses of what felt good for her, regardless of how it would make us feel, AKA our childhood. I am all about women expressing their sexuality and thriving on it like pop off queen, but my mom is recently divorced and getting back out there. I'm proud of her for that. However, this whole situation just puts me off and is bringing up a lot for me. Am I being unreasonable? Um, do I talk to her about it and tell her how I'm feeling? I don't want her to feel guilt or shame, but it bothers the shit out of me. Um, okay. So there's another, that was the first question. There's another question after that. So I'll answer this one first. I, 1 million percent agree with you. I think there's something, uh, there's something icky about it and I'm not being judgmental. Like just because I would say something is icky about it doesn't mean that I'm bot, you know, shaming or slut shaming or anything like that. It has nothing to do with that. The two things can exist on their own, but, um, you know, I, I get why you would feel weird about it. It's confusing as to why your mom would still be interested in it. Uh, you know, interested in this guy. It's confusing why this guy would want to be with someone that he was already with mom. Like the whole thing is just very icky to me. Um, and again, I'm not trying to be judgmental. I'm just being honest here. I think most people would agree, but I think the way you could talk to her about it was to say, she definitely should have spoken to your sister. Does your sister know now? I mean, I wonder what your sister would feel about it. I would just say to her, like what you did was selfish. There's plenty of guys out there and you chose to be with this person that has a romantic past with your daughter. And it's a little creepy. I mean, what more do you have to say about it? Doesn't matter how they connected. That's it's, it, it's, it's off limits. It's off limits. 
I wouldn't even hook up with someone that one of my friends hooked up with. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's wacky from all different angles. Like when you put it into that perspective, if one of my friends hooked up with a guy, I wouldn't hook up with him. There's plenty of other guys and they're all assholes. So I'm not missing out on much. So number two, she says, this has resurfaced insecurities from growing up. My mom is stunning like a movie star, Hollywood stunning. My entire life, everyone, I mean, everyone has made it a point to tell me how beautiful my mom is. Anytime my friends, 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 slash family, strangers, the milkman, the milkman's dog, see her or meet her. They're telling me or her how to drop, how drop dead gorgeous she is. It's all anyone has ever talked about. With that being said, people sometimes tell me I'm pretty, but it was something I rarely heard about myself in comparison. I always got people doing this with my personality, which I was very grateful for. And I love who I am. But when all I've heard are people measuring beauty standards to the way uh, someone looked and feeling like I rarely heard those things about myself, it resulted in low self-esteem. Do you have any tips on how to release these feelings and move on from them? Any tips on building confidence in your appearance? I want to be in a place where I believe that I'm beautiful in the way that I look without requiring external validation and believe it. I've talked with my therapist and we've made strides, but this situation with my mom brought up a lot of feelings for reasons I can't quite explain. I, I understand where you're coming from with that too. I mean, having it be constantly discussed the way that your mom looks and your mom's so beautiful just from everyone that you meet or anyone that meets her, I would assume that that would affect your self-esteem, especially as a little girl. I think those things affect us without us even knowing it. And, and even if it's just about people who we see in magazines or on TV or whatever, just the beauty standards in culture, we find ourselves comparing to these people who we don't even know, right? So I can see that, you know, having it be your mom that people are always talking about would definitely affect you. Um, I'm trying to think in, in terms of how to build confidence. I, I do think that it's something that's a constant back and forth. Like I personally like love the way that I look. I think I have a good personality. I think I'm a good person. I like, like a bunch of different things about myself, but there are certain days where I feel like shit and I think I look like shit and I'm having a breakout and I'm PMSing and it's just, you know, kind of puts you in like a little bit of a hole. Right. So that's normal. Those are all just things that we feel because we're human. Um, the most uh, unbelievably stunning women I've ever met go through things like that. So you're not alone there. Uh, But I think that at the end of the day, all you have to think about is that it really doesn't matter what anybody thinks about you. You know, it doesn't matter how anyone views you, what anyone thinks of your appearance. It just really doesn't. You ever see someone that's so stunningly beautiful and then you talk to them and you go, ugh, and they're just not anymore? (laughs) I feel really bad saying that, but sometimes it's your energy, it's your confidence, it's your smile, it's your personality. It's all of these different things that contribute to your beauty. Um, and hey, beauty, beauty expires anyway. You know, we, we're little, little old ladies, which are very, which don't, I don't want to get emails like, oh, oh, little old ladies are beautiful too. And they are, you know what I'm talking about. 
Uh, it's not the most important thing to me, but I think having that energy about yourself, that assurance, that confidence is what is very attractive and beautiful about someone. But I hear we were coming from, ple- I mean, if we need an update on any email, I think we need an update on that email girl. So do let us know if you talk to your mom about it. Okay, this one says casual sex. Uh, Carly, I love you so much. And I'm coming to your NYC show on the 16th. And I truly cannot wait, you guys. Oh my God. Okay, so I mentioned this on the Patreon. I forgot to mention it at the top of show. So I'm actually glad I read this in this email. So I mentioned this on the Patreon the other day, but Jesse and I are keeping our Atlanta and Nashville shows for this tour. And we had to cancel the rest of the tour. I can't tell you why yet. Um, I'm doing something in April that hasn't been released yet. It probably is gonna, I'll probably be able to like officially talk about it, uh, on Monday, Monday or Tuesday, but I'm doing something in April. Um, and then Jesse has something coming up over the end of the spring and the summer. So all of those weekends we were supposed to do, we, we both ended up something else had come up and it's unfortunate, but it was just, it wouldn't make sense to turn these other things down. You know, these, these gigs and this tour could be pushed and these other things couldn't. So I feel so unbelievably bad. If you guys had tickets, let me know. I have to find a way to make it up to you because I just feel so bad. I mean, you never want to cancel shows, but canceling a handful of shows like that, it, it just sucks, you know? And I don't want you guys to be mad at me. So don't be freaking mad at me or else. Uh, but we'll, we'll be back in New York soon. And I'm, you know what, I'm doing a bunch of, um, stand up in the city to prepare for this other thing that I'm doing. So just DM me, we'll, we'll figure something out for you. I, I'll, I'll be able to talk more about it next week. So I'm going to save that for then, but yeah, I love my girlies. So she says, so I have a question slash I'm seeking advice from you. I started seeing this guy a few weeks ago. We had a whirlwind first date and ended up sleeping together on the first night. Oops. Uh, on our second date, he told me he's not looking for a relationship and he wants to keep things casual. I am also looking for something casual, but usually when this happens, I get super attached anyways. We've hung out three times at this point and we have plans to see each other again and keep this up. So my question is basically, should I keep seeing him casually, even though I know I will likely get hurt? The sex is really good and I like spending time with him. He's British. Are you kidding me? Uh, But at the same time, I've seen this film before. Thank you, girly. I'm obsessed and think you have the best style in the whole world. Oh my God. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. I think we've all been in situations like this uh, and it can kind of get you into trouble, right? When, cause I've been there where I'm like, no, I'm not looking for anything. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm chill. And I'm really not looking for anything, but you know, you're not looking for something until you are meaning you could be not wanting anything serious in a relationship. And then you meet someone that you're like, oh my God, I really could see myself being with this person. And they change that for you. So that could be happening to you. Cause that's what has happened to me before. Um, so it's hard if in the very beginning you kind of set that precedent because then it's also like, if he brought it up and he said, he's not looking for anything serious, then you're going to just automatically like him more. Right. If he was like, I'm trying to have babies within the next two years, you'd be like, Oh, he's a little much. (laughs) 
because that's just the way we're all wired. Uh, my advice on this, I mean, I can't tell you whether you should keep hooking up with him or not. If you, you know, if you feel like you will be able to compartmentalize it, uh, just because I don't want to see you getting hurt. I have no problem with you, like having, you know, a casual relationship with somebody. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but if you feel yourself uh, developing serious romantic feelings for him, I, I do think that it's kind of a recipe for disaster. Again, just speaking from my own experience. But um, if you think there's a way you can compartmentalize it and just have it in your head, you know, um, you know, you guys aren't going to be together. But something I am going to stress and something that I always stress in these situations, girls, keep dating. You should be dating other people. I don't even care if you like the person. Go on a bunch of dates with a bunch of different guys. You don't have to no no nothing crazy. Just go for drinks with a bunch of different guys. Because that's when it starts getting really messy and the boundaries start getting blurred because then you become dependent on this person and they become a constant in your life yet you're not really committed to them and they can go do whatever they want. And soon enough they do. And then everybody ends up crying and you know, there's just not enough ice cream in the world for us sometimes to fix these problems. But I'm going to tell you, do whatever you feel is, is best for you. I know certain things, uh, we, we do them, even though we know it's probably not a great idea, but Hey, that's a part of the human experience too. But one thing I am going to tell you, you got to keep dating. Okay, you guys, this week's episode is brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef is here to help you eat better and feel better. Every week, Green Chef sends you new recipes with over 30 meal choices every week and the flexibility to switch plans. You'll always find a nutritious and tasty meal. They have options for every lifestyle, keto and paleo, vegan, vegetarian, fast and fit, Mediterranean, and gluten-free. You guys know I'm always an advocate for these types of things because they just make your life easier. You don't have to make a million trips to the grocery store. You don't have to buy big, you know, things of spices and ingredients that you're never going to use again. It's really easy. It's really convenient. And Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well, both easy and affordable. With Green Chef, you get handpicked organic veggies and premium protein so you can feel great about what you're eating and how it got to your table. Green Chef shows up right at your door with everything that you need. If you're busy like me and you need to eat healthy, Green Chef fits perfectly into your lifestyle. Go to greenchef.com slash secret 130 and use code secret 130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. That's G-R-E-E-N-C-H-E-F.com slash secret 130 and use code secret 130. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. This one says cargo pants. <laughs> it says, uh, you could read this on the Patreon or the regular potty. First of all, I'm sorry. I'm always asking you for recommendations, but it's only because you only give, you always give the best recommendations. Okay. So it's totally random, but do you have any recs on any websites to get a cute little pair of cargo pants? I'm a nineties baby and try to accept the fact that skinny jeans are canceled and I'm trying to be trendy, but I feel like all my usual shops bore me. I love your style and would love any recommendations, honestly. Also, I wanted to let you and the girlies know that there's a new documentary on HBO called Phoenix Rising, and it's really, really heavy. It's about the actor Evan Rachel Wood's violent relationship uh, she had with Marilyn Manson. Oh my God, I heard that this was coming out. I didn't know that it was out. Oh, okay. I am adding that to my list right now. 
because I'm very interested in that. Oh, and a movie. Here's my, I swear to God, I forgot to do the two things I meant to talk to you guys about in the beginning of the show. My movie recommendation of the week is if you're into gory, freaky, spooky, scary grossness is the movie Fresh that's out on Hulu. But if you are not, if you can't stomach certain things, uh, if you have a sensitive, you know, a sensitivity to like violence and gore and all that, I'm going to tell you not to watch it, girl, because it's some of the most fucked up shit I've ever seen. But uh, real wild. And we can we can chit chat about it. But I don't want to give anything away. So I will definitely watch Phoenix Rising on HBO. Okay, for the cargo pants, I'm trying to think you definitely can get good stuff. At, I, I know I'm probably too old to be shopping at Urban Outfitters, but they do have cute stuff. You can definitely get a cute pair of cargo pants at Urban Outfitters. And Brandy Melville, I hate that I'm such a Brandy Melville stan because it is truly like the, the most basic bitch you'll, shit you'll ever see in your life. But their t-shirts are everything. Um, the only problem I have with... Brandy Melville is that it's one size fits all, which is never the case. Most of their shit doesn't even fit me. Um, so that's annoying. I wish they would change that because it's just, it's silly. It's not only is it not inclusive of the majority of people, but it's just like, why are you doing that? So they, I know they have cute cargo pants too, but (laughs) I always feel like such a basic bitch, but I swear to God, like simple t-shirts or Brandy Melville has really classic, nice ones, like nice, nice. And they last. Um, and that's really like the number one thing, but I'm trying to think of where else, where else you can get cargo pants. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't really seen I know that they have them at Urban Outfitters. I'm literally on urbanoutfitters.com like every single freaking day because I'm, I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with the Urban Outfitters home section. Like, don't even get me started over there. And when they have a sale, you better know that I'm showing up and I'm showing out. I'm showing up and I'm showing out at the at the Urban Outfitters, at the Urban Outfitters. But uh, they have good, they have good stuff there. They always have the trendy stuff. Okay. So sorry, I took a little poof of my, of my e-cig. Okay. Sorry guys, I lost my um, spot. This one says faking it till I make it. Hey Carly and her princes, I'll jump right into it instead of telling you how much I love you, even though I surely do. Oh, well, thank you so much. I love you too. I just had my daughter in October of 2021. She's an absolute light of my life and having her is my proudest moment. Before I got pregnant, I was feeling really great about my body. A few years prior, I had gained a lot of weight and I lost about 40 pounds after a lot of work. I had gotten to a place that I was happy, uh, but still not at my goal weight. I was still technically considered overweight for my height, but I know BMI is bullshit. So I knew I was just hot. We decided to try for a baby and I thankfully got pregnant right away. I loved being pregnant for the most part. And I felt really comfortable in my body while growing her. Anyway, here I am post baby and I'm just not feeling great, but I'm back in the gym and trying. One of the main reasons I feel this way is because I heard my mom talk about her body in front of me my entire life. She has said some really, she has some really awful self-esteem issues and unfortunately passed them along to me. I've already told everyone in my family that as soon as my daughter is old enough to understand 
even a little bit what chubby or fat means. We will not be using those words to describe her body. Even when I play with her now at five months old, I always say how strong her legs are and I pinch them instead of chubby like everyone else likes to do. My question to you is how did your mom approach this? You seem so confident in yourself, body-wise, personality-wise, and I would be so proud of my daughter to feel that sure of herself as well. Oh my God, I, I feel like I'm gonna cry. Um, you just ooze confidence. Did your mom help encourage you when it came to self-esteem right now? I'm going to fake it till I make it. And I won't talk negatively about my body in front of her and make sure she knows that all bodies are beautiful and different and unique, but I'm interested to hear your take. Um, and then she gives a good fuck, Mary kill. So that was really, really nice. That was like one of the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. And I will cry later about it. Just FYI, because I'm definitely PMSing too. So I'm trying to think my mom never said anything negative about my body when I was growing up. I, I don't, I'm sure I would have remembered it. Like, listen, my mom's always going to put her damn two cents in about your freaking hair and, and you close because she hates everything I wear. But something I'm really grateful for is that she never, um, and I was, I was chubby. And especially when I was going through puberty, my body had changed a lot. And there were a lot of clothes that I remember, you know, your body changes. And I just remember like, uh, feeling a little insecure in my clothes because maybe they were just fitting different and they were tighter and, you know, it's just what happens. It's natural, but she, uh, when I was growing up, it's so weird because I'm assuming we're around the same age. Um, in the nineties and the two thousands, the early two thousands, it was such a time. And I think about this all the time. It was such a time of like fad diets and dieting. I think the culture was so different. Like now people like to have healthier lifestyles, but there was all of these like crazy diets that would come out and they were like kind of crash diets where you pretty much wouldn't eat that much. And then you would lose weight and people were like, it's a miracle. But I remember her, she, I don't think she talked negatively about herself. Um, in an extreme way, maybe she would like be like, Oh, this doesn't look good on me or whatever. Like just talking about herself. But I don't think that she was ever, uh, I never felt like she didn't have a good self-esteem, but I remember her doing like the Richard Simmons diet. God, that'll age all of us. If I start talking about that, but the Richard Simmons diet, I remember her doing, which was like weight watchers. And then she was on weight watchers. So she was always like watching and healthy, but she wasn't, um, like toxic in any way or, or, um, I just never felt that way, but I do remember vividly, um, when I was growing up, I think we all had friends that their moms would like potty shame them. I had a friend that like, we would be at her house and her mom would be like, you can't eat that. You're going to get fat. They could eat this, but you can't eat this. You're going to get too fat. And it's like, uh, so not okay. Um, cause it, I mean, to do that in front of people too, it was just so, so crazy. And I still think about that like all the time, but I think the best thing you can do is just, you know, it, it seems like you have a really healthy perspective on it. I like the idea of, of you teaching her all bodies are beautiful. And I think that it's nice to, I guess what my mom did was just like, never, not really just if your kid's not like, um, sick, 
like, uh, I, I shouldn't say that if your kid's not unhealthy, then I don't think it's necessary to comment negatively or what could be misconstrued as negatively to them because everyone's growing. And it was like, my mom knew what I was eating. She was like cooking and buying the food for the house. So it wasn't, um, it wasn't really an issue of that. It was just, you know, puberty and your body changes, but hold on. She, oh my God, she added a picture. Stop. This is the cutest baby I've ever seen. Stop. The baby's wearing a little sun hat, like a little bucket hat. <laughs> Cute. She'll be great. Um, okay. That one did have a fuck Mary kill. Hold on. Let me get it before we, before we move on. But I think that your perspective on it is, is really good and healthy and, and that's helpful. That will be helpful to her and I'm sure she'll appreciate it. Okay. So the, all the fuck Mary kills, let's try them out. The first girl that had written in about the guy who was embarrassing and clumsy, her fuck Mary kill was rich guy, hot guy, funny guy. <laughs> which is so interesting to me. Okay. So you got, I'm sorry. And you got to marry the funny guy, right? Because to me, a rich guy doesn't have that much appeal because it's like, listen, some of the cheapest fucking guys I know are rich. Like, I'm not even talking about like being cheap and broke is one thing because you're broke. Right. But being cheap and rich, I don't think I don't think there's a bigger ick out there for me. And I've like dated guys that are really like have a lot of money, but they're they're cheap and it's so annoying and so weird. So I, I don't need it. I don't need that. Um, I guess you're going to you're you got to marry the funny guy. Uh, I guess you're fucking the hot guy and then you're killing the rich guy. But then I, I do, I do think that there, the, you got to keep the rich guy in the mix in some way. <laughs> you can't just be killing that guy. So I think we're going to fuck the rich guy. Oh, you know, marry the funny guy and you got to kill the hot guy. Cause they deserve it anyway. For being so hot. It's annoying. I, um, there was this guy that I hung out with <laughs> like, uh, last, like, I, I don't, I don't remember why, but th there was a guy that I was hanging out with and he was so hot that it made me like embarrassed. <laughs> and my friends talk about him all the time. And they were like, that is the hottest guy I've ever seen in my whole life. And I'm like, girly, I know I would like be mortified. Like I would look at him and I would be like, I can't like, I'm, I'm blushing, even thinking about him. He was such an asshole because <laughs> he knew how hot he was. I'm telling you, he couldn't go anywhere without women, like throwing themselves at him. Like he was so hot. God, I hate him. If you're listening to this, call me, but anywho, you got to kill him. So, okay. Rom-coms, horror movie or action movie. I think you marry a rom-com because you know what you're going to get. It's simple. It's friendly. It's fun. It's a little spicy. We love to see it. It's non-threatening, right? A rom-com will marry you and it will never cheat on you because it's a rom-com. 
And there's always a happy ending. So we need that. Action movies, fucking hate them. I'm killing them for sure. I saw Batman because I was expecting Robert Pattinson to not have a shirt on for the majority of the movie. And I, I, for some reason, that didn't happen. You know, they dressed him like an emo boy and he's one of the sexiest men alive. And why are we doing this? But um, yeah, I, I'm not interested in action movies. I usually don't see those, but I, I had to support Robert because my cat is named Robert too. And then horror movies, you're, I guess, wow, yeah, you got to fuck the horror movie, which is kind of scary. Um, the next one is sleeping in the cold side of the pillow or fresh sheets and shaved legs. Have I talked about fresh sheets and shaved legs? Because I was talking to my mom about this a couple weeks ago, that that's the best feeling in the entire world. And she was like, what are you talking about? I was like, wow, you're a freak. If you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, I'm going to need you to go to jail. I'm going to marry sleeping in because it's so nice. I'm going to fuck fresh sheets and shaved legs and I'm going to kill the cold side of the pillow. Cause I don't really, I don't really be flipping my pillow like that. I used to, but now I'm just like, once I get my head in a comfortable position, I'm not flipping it because then you freak up the whole, you, you freak up the whole thing. And then the other one was Ronald McDonald. This is where you guys have me all messed up. Ronald McDonald, the Kool-Aid guy and Tony, the tiger. Here's, here's the thing. The Kool-Aid guy is probably the most fun one out of all of them. Ronald's not fun. Ronald's like fucking annoying. You know, like you, you're at a party, you bring Ronald. People are like, oh, Ronald. No, you're not fucking Ronald. He's not sexy. The Kool-Aid guy, that, on the other hand, is fun and sexy. Okay. Tony the Tiger, hot. I don't care what anybody says. Tony the Tiger is hot. He's a big tiger. Are you kidding me? Doesn't he skateboard too? I, I, I vaguely remember Tony the Tiger skateboarding. And, and it's just like, if you're hot, you're hot. And Tony's hot. So I think I'm going to marry the Kool-Aid guy because he's more like life of the party. He's a little bit more my vibe. Um... Although I do think that that could be, you know, a guy that parties too much. That's a toxic trait. So Ronald's dead. Kill Ronald McDonald. Like regardless of this fuck, Mary kill, just kill the guy anyway. It's time for a new, it's time for a new person because it's gross. Bye, Ronald. Uh, we're going to marry the Kool-Aid guy and we're going to fuck Tony the Tiger because he's hot and, and, and you already know he fucks. So that was a good... <laughs> That was a good fuck, Mary kill. I hope you guys have a great week. Um, and I will see you next week. You can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. We'll chat soon. Bye.